The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps daily college football show that I hope you really enjoy. And I've been getting a lot of crap on my show lately about, you know, uh, uh, choosing Alabama over Texas. You know what I didn't do, though? I didn't bet on him. You know who I did bet on? Kansas, okay? And I did it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because when it comes on where I like to gamble, I love the DraftKings app. And it's because they got incredible offers. If you're already a DraftKings customer, well, check this out. Every single NFL game day during September, you're not going to have just one, but two new offers waiting on you when you sign in. So you'll have to sign up, sign in to see exactly what those offers are. But just remember, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, every NFL game day, all customers getting two exciting offers from DraftKings to play with. It's a ton of fun. But what if you're a new customer? Well, I've got an even better deal for you. You use the promo code TBOB when you sign up. Okay, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B. You bet $5 on any NFL game, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's right. That's right. Put five down on any of the games. Don't have to win. You get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can go play with those on college football, NFL, whatever you want. You can play with those. That's those incredible deals. You get. So you see it. There's not a more fun place to get in on the action than DraftKings. And you can do all your same game parlays, multi-game parlays, whatever you want. So download the app now. Sign up with the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, $5. Gives you $200 in bonus bets instantly. And for returning customers, remember, every NFL game day, two exciting new offers from your official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings. The crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 100Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 
21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, Amp? This is T-Bob and Aaron, and this is Snaps, one of your favorite college football shows uh youtube.com slash at volume snap side of the channel trying to hit 6k subscribers uh and we talk football every single day here uh at the time of this recording it's about 7 30 on a sunday and the boys are up and at it recapping uh the biggest weekend of college football that we have had mm-hmm. thus far uh we'll break down the ohio state notre dame game we'll dive in Ole miss colorado and uh, FSU and Clemson on today's show. And then Monday on YouTube, we'll have a full, full, full recap of every single game over the weekend. Uh, Aaron, what's up, man? How you feeling this morning? I, I sit down on this mic. Uh, it's 730. Everybody's a little hungover. And I'm just immediately assaulted by Georgia takes. Yeah, good. The offense looked against UAB. No, no, Aaron. Nobody watched Georgia yesterday, a day in which we had seven ranked-on-ranked matchups. Sorry, nobody watched Georgia UAB, and nobody gives a fuck about what happened in Georgia UAB. No, people do, because it's Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer moves the needle. He's like the Deion Sanders here in the Southeast. Yeah, big personality. People want to see could Trent Dilfer bring the juice in Sanford Stadium? Because like what? you said, it, it, it's playing in the SEC is bigger than playing uh, in a Super Bowl, according to Dilfer. So, um, all right, all right. I'm putting a stop to this because I'm not going to let you start the show with you. This is my fault. Okay. You Let's brought it up. In. I know. This you is my, started this is my it. Fault. Don't this start. You brought it up. Uh, Jeremy Brown, 504 on uh, YouTube says, and this is an opening comment. We do this every day. So if you comment on our videos, maybe you end up with the opening comment. Hold up, UJ fans crawling and barking at UAB fans. I gotta find a video. LOL. Talk about not knowing how to act like back-to-back natty champs. Kirby deserves better. Uh, then Ooh. the MCJ 2011 says he's a Georgia fan. Uh, you worrying about other fan bases way too much. And then Jeremy Brown says, I stand by what I said, but as an LSU fan, I can't say you're wrong. So nice little exchange here in the comments. All well, right. I love the fact that Georgia fans are still hungry. We'll Shut up. in the fight and barking at people. I don't care. Nobody gives like, a fuck. Shut the fuck that, up. That's what I care Shut the fuck about. Up. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> you might as well exist on a cloud or an Mike island. Bobo's like, offense irrelevant. last night was what Georgia fans Shut are up. going to get Shut up. going forward. Stop. <laughs> We're not talking about Georgia UAB. It's about Ohio State and Notre Dame. Uh, because Aaron, what are they in? And it's funny, man. Uh, cliches are boring cliches are trite they're tired but you know what a lot of times there's truth in it and what do they always say about football it's a game of inches i mean does anything embody that more than three seconds on the clock game on the line one play to win it all the goal line who can get the push who can find a way demonte train Years of work hanging in the balance for both schools, you know, legacy, uh, a playoff. It was like everything hanging in the balance, mm-hmm. and he somehow finds a way to keep his knee off the ground, barely get that ball to break the plane, 
and the Ohio State Buckeyes have a walk-off win in South Bend. I just um, and, and and don't forget the the more dramatics of the entire thing of the fact that Notre Dame only had ten players on the field <laughs> yeah, the last just, few plays we'll of the game. There. That that that's that was uh, added a little little wrinkle to the entire thing of you know do you jump off sides? You send someone out there real quick to get a level like because moving the ball half a ball's length wasn't really going to do much. So let, okay, let's just dive in. So for those that don't know, yes, somehow Notre Dame, which had played so well all night so defensively, well. had ten. I'm it's it, it's inexplicable. Had ten players mm-hmm. on the field. The final two plays of the game, and they still almost stopped him. And yeah. where did they run it to? They ran it to right where the defensive tackle was supposed to be that wasn't on the field. Uh, the worst part is Aaron. A couple of things. First off, after the first play. Ohio State substituted, meaning it would not have been a penalty. You like you could have substituted yep. when the offense moves, the defense gets to right. Uh, the other worst part to me is Marcus Freeman's explanations after the game. Kind of sounded like shit. It was like it. It sounded like to me he probably was not aware, but then he when he was made aware after the fact, it sounds like they tried to logic some things up, right? Like okay, here's a direct quote from Marcus Freeman. Quote, but to me it was like. Hey, don't give them another opportunity. Get settled and try to make a different call. Hey, guys, like stay off the field. Let's not give them a freebie from the half yard line and let's try to stop them. First off, that's a bit of a word salad, but a freebie, bro, let's have a defensive tackle in when it's a fucking goal line and you got to win the game. Like, I'm with you. I don't understand. Like, even if, okay, let's say, like, even the, the penalty. Excuse yeah. holds no merit because first off, it wouldn't have been a penalty. But even if it would have been, I don't give a fuck. A half a yard, a man having a having a man on the field is worth half a yard. And yep. secondly, this idea of letting them settle again is massively outweighed by not having a D tackle in on the goal line. So unf- it sucks because like not only does Freeman barely miss out on that massive signature win that every coach is always hoping for, but he comes away actually looking. Like so much good erased by a small moment of inexplicable. Uh, I don't think it's all erased. Like I, I, I think Marcus Freeman is a hell of a coach. I think that it was. Yeah, it, no one's saying that. But this game no, is no, defined by like, him. You, what's the first thing you brought up? We no, wait, the game, game is not what's being defined you, by them putting ten up? players on the field. Okay, then what's the first thing you brought up? We started talking about this game. Then so I wasn't even going to go there. I was because you brought images and all because this. Because you put because of course when we're going to talk about the the, the game winning drive and the 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 putting in there at the end of the game with no time remaining then yeah you're gonna have to bring up well what was part of the reason why it was because they had 10 players in the field like that that is a part of it but when it comes to the 60 minutes of football that was played i thought both coaches called it an awesome game i thought both teams played extremely well on both sides of football it was a great football game it was it was, it was, it was awesome. just a really good quality football game against two of the best teams in the country and a a a misjudgment of putting an extra player on the field or not putting an extra player in the field is not going to take away from either side, in my opinion. Well, that's an insanely, insanely gracious take by you, because I would think that if Ohio state scores, a walk off game winning touchdown by running the ball to the very area in which you didn't have a defensive tackle, and they get it by three fucking inches. Yeah, 
I didn't watch the film. I still don't know if it was like I where there's like there was like this massive gap on the defense. Yes, like, was. oh my god, yes, no! Look at the fucking play. I'll go watch. Look at where the play they run again. the ball. Look at where they run the ball. It, it 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 is it is exactly where the defensive end is supposed to be. Go watch the play right now. I, I see you looking up. Look at it right now, and you tell me. I will, I will watch it again. Man. I will pull up. Saying it doesn't take away from one of the It absolutely takes away, and it feel bad because I feel. So then, like what's your opinion of Marcus Freeman right now? So I, I just, to me, it feels like you're just trying damn, to. No, I think he's a damn good coach, obviously. Okay. But in that moment, he was awful. And that moment defined the game. Like that's that's what that that is what it is. I'm not being harsh. I'm being objective. I'm, I'm not. Being I don't think. I don't think Notre Dame should have been in that. I, I think. I think bigger. Big, to me, bigger issues with Notre Dame should never been in that spot in the first place. No doubt. A hundred percent. But they, they should not have been that spot in the first spot. I know they, they were. were I know spot. they were. They, I know uh, they were. But you can't tell me a defense that had dominated the entire football game was giving up big chunk plays on the final drive, like third and 19, and you give up a 21-yard pass. Yeah. No, I mean, look, bro, I'm not, I'm not saying that other mistakes weren't made, but ultimately football comes down to what do you do at the most important times of the game? No. And it, I mean, it was uh, it was the moment. Do you think they knew? Do you think they, they truly knew that there were ten guys on the field? No, I don't. I don't see. That's what knew. I'm saying right now too. Like, I think he he's, he's giving the excuse after the game, but I think in the heat of the moment, I don't think they truly knew that there was only ten guys on the field. No, I agree. That's why his excuse sounds like a word salad that doesn't make yeah. any sense. And and for Notre Dame fans, that that's going to be frustrating. Um. Like if you lose this game and there's 11 on the field, Aaron, then, you know, it's all like, like whatever. We're just talking about the game. Now yeah. we're talking about how, I mean, when have you ever seen, have you ever seen anything like that in your life? No, neither have I. It's yeah. legitimately shocking, especially to your point, especially because it comes at the night. It comes at the end of a near perfect performance yeah. where you had shut down these elite Ohio state weapons all night long, Hartman had found a way to get you a lead. Yeah, you, you I mean, when you got and, and for Notre Dame, it, it just all feels so close. When you got the stop, fourth and you know, fourth and one in the red zone, they can't even. They don't even feel comfortable trying to run the ball up the middle. They're running jet sweeps, no. trying to throw it like that. You were dictating. You stop with about four and a half minutes left. You feel like you have that game one. And credit to Kyle McCord, staring down the gaping maw of an Irish dragon. He finds a way to go down the field. We talked about uh, Shooter Sanders' mythological drive. Um, Kyle McCord, who still may not be, you know, the Ohio State caliber quarterback that we are used to, when it mattered most, Kyle McCord finds a way to get his team into the end zone. I said before the game last week that Ohio State was a quarterback away from being possibly the best team in the country. Him doing that, does that give you more confidence that 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 is a truer statement, especially the way the defense played? Like, what do you view? How do you view Ohio State right now? Because the two big boys in the country, one and two, haven't played anyone, Georgia and Michigan. So we really don't know those two teams fully just yet. But now we've seen Ohio State go on mm -hmm. the road and win a game, and we saw their young quarterback, young in the terms of of playing experience, win them a game in in, in heroic fashion. The defense looks much improved. Yeah. They got the playmakers on the outside. Henderson looks healthy at the running back position. How do you view Ohio State as a true contender now? Is I mean, that enough? No. Like, should Ohio State fans walk away from this saying, 
holy shit, we actually may have a chance versus, versus Michigan. Because I'm not sold on Penn State. I'll be honest with you right now. Like, yeah, they had a great game versus Iowa. Iowa's awful. And Iowa didn't have any of their skill. Like, the very few position guys on offense that Iowa had didn't play in the game, which is why I kind of made the bet of, like, does Iowa even cross the 50-yard line more than three times in the game? I don't think they did. But I don't believe in Penn State. I think it's still Ohio State, Michigan will determine who's going to go on and, and, and be in the Big Ten championship game. Are you more excited or should Ohio State fans be more excited based off the way they won that game yesterday? Because it's still different. Uh, it's still a very different brand of football. Yeah, I would say this. I don't uh to me it's not it's not moving the needle a ton. Now that said, it's impossible to have a massive win like this and not come away and be like, okay, I'm more impressed than I was previously. So yes, I'm yeah. more impressed with Ohio State than I was previously, but also like I still thought they were very good, right? Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't think Ohio State was bad. So no, they're as relevant of a contender as they were entering this game. And maybe a little more so to your point. But yeah. like, you know, I, I think now they have, let's see, FSU probably has the best pair of wins thus yeah. far on the season. And then a few other teams have one big win, and Ohio State has now entered uh, that club think, as well. I think Texas going into Tuscaloosa is a bigger win than Ohio State going on the road to to Notre Dame. Because at the uh, end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there is a still a there. Ohio State is the more talented team. Than Notre Dame. If you want to just do the whole blue chip ratio bullshit that we always talk about, no Ohio State has far superior athletes than Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. Alabama has better athletes than Texas. It may be a little ah, bit of a closer gap. Hold on. No, but, shut the fuck up, stop. But when it comes stop. to blue chip ratio, when it comes to the whole blue chip ratio, T Bob, they have five. But still better in Alabama. It's not as big of a gap as uh well, actually, actually, no, exactly. Which 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 goes to my argument, like Ohio State Notre Dame's a bigger gap than Texas than Texas Alabama, so it's more impressive that that you're able to go in there and win that football game. I think, um, yeah, I mean, look, Notre like for Ohio going State, going into Tuscaloosa and winning a game is, I would say, still a a, a tougher task than going in the South Bend. You just you just like you just like want to jerk off to Texas this morning, this Sunday morning. I walk in on the show you're and you're jerking just, off. I I'm, I walk in on the show. I mean, and South I Bend came and filled their own, they came and filled their own stadium. There's what thirty thousand Ohio State fans in that stadium. I got to hear you talking about Graham Mertz when I walk in and how good Graham Mertz has been all season. Now you find a way to make it about Texas win in Tuscaloosa. You know who couldn't well, get? How would you rank it? How would you rank it? How would you rank it? I don't care. I, you, I I don't no, tell me which. What's a more impressive win? No, what's the okay, more no, Ohio State? Because I think Notre Dame's better than Alabama. I think if Notre Dame and Alabama played it, Notre Dame would win. No. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, you know, you know who tried to get their own Tuscaloosa win yesterday and couldn't do it? Ole Miss. Um, and look, I don't know. I thought the environment was pretty spectacular in South Bend yesterday. Uh, before we move on to Ole Miss, Alabama. A lot of Ohio State fans making the trip. I wonder, Aaron, you can't help but wonder. If they got their tickets on game time, mm. uh, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Uh, you get a, amazing last minute tickets to your favorite college team, pro team. Um, and it's one of those things where, yeah, if you want to go to an opponent's stadium and you want to find a way to get those tickets, 
uh, game time is there for you. Just download the app and sign up today, right? It's not just college and pro football, though. They have to get to baseball games, concert, comedy shows, whatever. And right now, if you use the promo code SNAPS, S-N-A-P-S, you get $20 off your first purchase. That's SNAPS, terms apply. So again, download the game time app, SNAPS, $20 off. And no matter where you live, let's have some fun this week. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game time. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU. Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products, are pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Uh, Yeah, so you mentioned Tex Alabama. Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, very confident, trying to go in to Alabama 
and get the win, make it two losses in a row to save into former assistants at home. And mm. for about a half, Aaron, it looked like maybe it was going to happen. An incredibly sloppy first half, really, for both teams. Yeah. But especially Alabama. And, um, but, but, but a seven to six halftime score ends up 24 10. Mm. Ole Miss couldn't get anything going in that second half, dude. Well, it is a great Alabama defense. I don't, I don't know why we're yeah. so surprised. Like this is a quality Alabama defense, and for Ole Miss, they were coming in somewhat one-dimensional because Judkins is not healthy. Like he's 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 looked like a shell of himself from what he was able to accomplish last year. Like coming into the game, three point three yards per carry. This game, just over four yards per carry, which is well under what he was doing last year. So, like, if 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 we knew that that Ole Miss was only going to rush for fifty six yards. There's no chance they're going to win that football game. And then this was my concern heading into it. Ole Miss is not shown on tape this season that they're a physical team at the line of scrimmage on either yeah. side of the football. On the either side. You can't walk into Tuscaloosa and get bullied. Why did Texas win the football game? Because Texas was the aggressor. They dominated in the trenches. They won on the defensive line. They won the offensive line. And, 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 and that's, that's the key. I mean, that's what Michigan's done to Ohio state. Like they played big boy football. You can't yep. come tippy toeing into Alabama. You just can't do it because mm -hmm. they are talented. They are deep. They're, they're strong at the interior and they, they pushed you around. And then when push comes to shove in the third and fourth quarter, that's when they started to really run away with it. Um, I, I still think Ole Miss is a good football team. It's just, if you, if, if you, like I view Ole Miss, you look at their schedule. I still think they're an eight-win, possibly nine-win football team, because there's very few teams that can play the, with the physicality that Alabama wants to and can possibly play with. Uh, Alabama's biggest yeah. issue is just taking care of the football with with the quarterback situation. Jalen had a horrendous interception. Other than that, they dumbed down the playbook for him, made it really easy, ran the ball a lot more with him. McClellan played a great game as well. So That's, they, they, yeah, every th game. This oh. is. This is the type of offense I said in last night's show too, uh, with Brumley, and I'll reiterate it with you for Ohio State and for Alabama. These are the type of games that you're going to have to get used to more of this year. It's not sexy. It's not forty to you know twenty. It's not fifty to fourteen. You're going to win more games this year for Ohio State and Alabama that are going to be twenty-seven to fourteen, twenty-four to ten. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you said yeah. before, a win's a win, man. Yeah, no, I mean, look, look, this yes, exactly. I'll, like, unlike, again, Georgia, who has no perspective, uh, like, this is an Alabama team um, that is not good enough to be upset with, oh, we didn't beat this team by enough. We didn't beat mm -hmm. this team. No, no, like, they don't have that luxury this year, which is rare for them. They're not used to being there, but that's the reality. So a 24-10 lead win is, I mean, I don't know, bro. It was, it was actually ends up being fucking dominant. I mean, it yeah. was a battle of good on good when you're talking about Ole Miss offense versus Alabama's defense and bad on bad when you're talking about Alabama's offense against Ole Miss's defense. And, well, Alabama's good was a little better than Ole Miss's, and their bad was as well. And that ends up being the story. I mean, that second half, it kind of felt like by that fourth quarter that Ole Miss had just given up. Like yeah. the offense just knew that they weren't going to be able to move the ball. And they just seemed like a, they had the feeling of a team that was just resigned to their fate. And, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know. I mean, it was from even like Lane Kiffin's body language. And I know that's, it's a bit of Lane, right? He kind of wears his heart on his sleeve when it comes to, um, 
how the flow of the game is going, but I've, I really do feel like his body language, the team's body language in that fourth, again, was a team that was just resigned to accept that, ah, that's over. You know, like there's five minutes of like, get it, you're down 14, you're kind of moving the ball, but you're going so slow. You're just kind of walking around. It was just, it was, it was, um, I think, they, I think I think their expectations were that we were going to come in there, create some turnovers, get some short fields, uh, hit some explosive plays down the field, get Judkins healthy, and and kind of create like a fourteen point lead. Like I think their mind was like Alabama can't Alabama can't win a shootout. We feel like we can. And all of a sudden, when you look up, it's only seven to six, and and Alabama's still in it, and they haven't played a really good first half. I think you start to question yourself like, damn, like we can't win those scoring football games. Like Alabama, once again, Alabama could win those type of games. Ole Miss wants to win games in the 30s and 40s. Like they're a shootout team. They're yeah. not comfortable playing those type of ball games. And I think no. that's where you start to see the defeat of, of like, we're not creating explosive plays. We're not running the ball effectively. We're not getting the turnovers we thought we were going to consistently get with, with Jalen Miller at quarterback besides the one interception. Like nothing is going to what we thought it would go to when it comes to the plan. Yeah. And you know, this, um, when you're part of a team and what you, what you think you do really well is going horribly, the psychological effect that it can have on you is, um, just incredibly deflating, right? Because, yeah. because you're like, Oh wait, I thought this was our identity. This is who we're supposed to be. And you can't even do that. I mean, bro, you you can speak this, Aaron. How do you think Jackson Dart is feeling today, oh. like physically? Because he got hit a lot yesterday. Dude, got crushed. I mean, Dallas Turner was. I felt like Dallas Turner was in the backfield on every critical play in the second half. I mean, all over all over him. Uh, and plus, I mean, he's been. I mean, through the first they part run of the season, like he he he's been the runner. I mean, Judkins had thirteen carries. Jackson Dart had twelve. Jackson Dart yeah. is their leading rusher right now when it comes to carries. I mean, it's it's you couple that with getting hit in the pocket every time he's throwing the football as well. Um, I still think he's an excellent quarterback. I still think this offense is is pretty banged up. Like Jackson is still not healthy. They have some receivers that aren't back yet for for this team. Like this will be the worst, in my opinion, that Ole Miss plays this season. And they got a big they have a big opportunity next week. Like your LSU Tigers, I don't know if we're going to hit on them or not today. But LSU gave up a ton of yards to an Arkansas team that that you know we didn't sure if they had receivers that could win at all on the outside. Yeah, and they went up and down the field. And if Arkansas can do that in 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 Baton Rouge, Ole Miss should be kind of look at this as like, hey man, this may be a get right game for us yes. to kind of get the offense going again, get healthy, and and see if Judkins can eclipse a hundred yards. No, look, football is a game of. Um, matchups right and yes. and 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 fight styles like uh in boxing what do they always say like styles make fights yeah. um alabama is a bad matchup for Ole miss lsu yeah. is not so if you're an Ole miss fan you should be yeah like aaron's talking about you should be looking forward to next week because you're gonna be able to score like I don't think lsu is gonna be able to stop Ole miss consistently that thing's probably gonna be have to turn into a shootout and I don't know if it's like a who has the ball last situation, but I would not expect Ole Miss to come out and lay an offensive egg uh, like they did yesterday. I'd still take Alabama, I would take, take Jaden in that offense in any matchup. If there's a shootout right now, I don't know if there's a better offense to go into a shootout with than LSU at the moment. Like when yeah. they get rolling, because in a shootout, I mean, both teams are, are rolling. Like yeah. LSU has shown us for three straight weeks now 
when it is clicking, it's unstoppable. I had them two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Was it two, three weeks ago? Whenever I had yeah, them Grambling versus Grambling, they scored every possession. Last week they they almost scored every possession. Second half yesterday, I feel like they scored on almost every. Yeah, possession. no, they're they I can't remember the exact stat. Um, but they're they're yeah they yeah it was basically like six of seven or something like yeah. that. Like, um, credit KJ Jefferson. I mean, whatever. We're not going to talk about that game, but KJ Jefferson was awesome yesterday. He was uh the fly in the ointment for LSU. Second half for LSU. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Field goal. Yeah, there you go to win the game. And a touchdown before halftime, too. Before and a half. Yeah. It's a scary offense when they get going. I, I love their offense. It's going to be, that's going to be, you know, good. That's going to be, a, like you said, that's going to be an offensive. But the question uh, becomes, I mean, the question becomes Ole Miss, could it, the, it was a bad matchup for Ole Miss going against Alabama. Will it be a bad matchup for LSU when they go to Alabama? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like style make fights, like it's going to be much closer. Yeah. I don't, don't think that I, I think it's a much more favorable matchup for Ole Miss. Does this change? Uh, lasting and, and no, 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 I'm not talking about Ole Miss and LSU. I'm talking about LSU and Alabama. Oh, Is sorry. That a bad matchup. I said it was a bad matchup for Ole Miss mm -hmm. and Alabama. It played out based on what we've seen from LSU. It's going to be interesting to see if that's also going to be a bad matchup for LSU going into Tuscaloosa later this season. Uh, I would say that LSU's offensive line gives them much more of a chance uh, than because yeah. Ole Miss looked hapless because they couldn't yep. do anything on the line. Um, but again, LSU's defense does look susceptible to Jalen Milrow, maybe just kind of adding numbers and kind of overwhelming. Um, okay, last thing here. Uh, did, did this change how you feel about Alabama at all? I mean, it's good. It's a really good win, but like, I don't know. Alabama's still. Maybe the best in the West. We'll have to wait and see, but definitely not like maybe nothing overwhelming. Still, I don't come away from this game be like, oh my god, they're so good. No, I, I don't. I don't walk away from this game saying like, oh my god, Alabama has a chance to win a national championship. No. I do walk away from this game saying that that you, you look at the rest of the West. I think it's more indicative of what the West is right now than necessarily how I feel about Alabama. Because like you look at their schedule, Mississippi State's not a good football team. Uh, a and M, you know, did not look great versus 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 um, uh, Auburn yesterday. Arkansas, I still don't think is a great football team. Tennessee's not great. Kentucky is it's really struggled this year. And then at the end of the season at Auburn, like the only game to me that's on their schedule that that I'm concerned right now is the game versus LSU, and you get them at home. So like, are, can they win the West? Yeah. I don't think they will. I still think LSU comes out victorious in that football game and ends up facing Georgia in the SC Championship game. But I will say this, like the win yesterday does not at all, why it may make me think that there's more of a possibility of them getting to Atlanta, does not make me feel like this is a national championship team at all this season. They're not. Um, yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on. Uh, Oregon beats Colorado 42-6 to yesterday. A lot of um, and shout out Colin Wilson, our gambling guy, told you he loved Oregon every which way but Sunday, uh, yesterday. A lot of like, I'm seeing a lot of like, ha, like fuck you, Colorado. Now the hype can finally die, and and I and and I just don't. I I understand why it's happening. I guess I just don't agree with it, and I don't engage with it because I don't give it a lot of credence. Like, I never thought Colorado was going to win this game. Yeah. You know, I and and we never really thought it was going to be that close. Colorado this year was never going to be judged by are you beating Oregon, USC. And I'm not I'm not trying to be some sort of apologist or anything. Um I just mean that like 
I come away from this game and I'm just, I'm more impressed with Oregon than I'm down on Colorado. Like I come away from this game, yeah. like, okay, like Oregon, we're trying to figure out who is the true Pac-12 big dog and Washington looked fucking yeah. awesome again last night. So shout out Washington as well. Still got USC out there. Um, shit, even like Wazoo and stuff. But Oregon yeah. now feels like, okay, okay. You know what? They are very clearly in that first year and maybe they end up being your uh, Pac-12 mm. champion. I mean, Bo Nix was fantastic yesterday. Yeah. No, he he. We we said this was his. This is going to be his opportunity to make a statement in the Heisman rod. He's he had a great year last year. You know they had the, the 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 loss late in the season. He got banged up and that kind of derailed any opportunity. But he's been nothing short of magnificent this entire season. Throwing the football, running the football, being creative with his legs. I mean, he he makes splash plays, and that's what you need if you want to win the Heisman. You need splash, sexy plays, and Bo mm. Nix brings that week in and week out. And he did it on a stage where everyone was going to be watching the game. Like, I'm interested to see um, who covered that game. Was it ESPN or Fox? I don't have everything on mute. I don't remember. Um, um, I don't know. But regardless, regard, like, I'm just interested to see what the numbers were. Because obviously we know Colorado has been putting up stupid numbers when it comes to viewership. That was well, did, you see, did you see what Dan Lanning said at halftime? What? In the halftime interviews run off the field, and he goes, hopefully all those people that have been watching all those games oh, yeah. are watching this. I was like, ooh, okay, Dan. Okay, Dan. Because, I mean, honestly, like, let's be honest, like, clicks, man. How, how, many, oh, I, how many Oregon games do people truly watch during the season? And it, they'll watch more this year than, than than in previous because you look at their schedule, and it's against, you know, they have Washington and Washington State and Utah and USC and Oregon State left on the schedule. So, like, those will – be opportunities for more primetime games than Oregon's maybe ever had, but usually they're playing later in the day where people in the East Coast aren't watching them, and that's where a lot of the Heisman vote comes from. So I think this was a great opportunity. It was on ABC, according to Brumley. This was a great opportunity for for Bo Nix to make a statement that I am an elite quarterback. I know there's a lot of great quarterbacks in this league. I've been kind of put to the side and, and moved behind Shadur Sanders because of the way he's played. And that was kind of his moment of saying, not so fast. Like, don't forget about me. Don't forget about the Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So I, I come away from this game feeling really bullish on Oregon. Yeah. Um, with Colorado, again, it doesn't ding them too hard in my eyes, but Shadur Sanders, this is a growth opportunity here. It's the first time that he looked mortal all season long. Um, Look, the receivers were mortal too. Like, I, yeah. was, I thought that was going to be a matchup that, that Colorado could have moments of, of, of moving the ball because I didn't think Oregon's DBs were necessarily game game wreckers and they couldn't get open. They couldn't. A lot of those recovered sacks were, you know, Weaver was getting locked up one-on-one with those DBs down the field. And there was, how do you overcome that though? How do you overcome that? And I don't mean like you're going to overcome it and have success, but you can't take that many sacks. So like, what do you do? Are you just throwing the ball away? Do you just have to throw it and hope the receiver can make a play? Like what's the, what do you try to do? The only thing that can help Colorado right now is finding a way to run the football and Travis Hunter. (laughs) And they can't like they're stuck right now. I mean, this is an offense that teams know that, they don't even want to commit to running the football. There's not a commitment to run it. They ran the ball 15 times in the game. And I know if you go look at the sets, it's 25 or 40. 10 of those were from, for minus three, four. They ran the ball 15 times in the game. They don't, they know they can't run. Teams know they can't run. And teams are now just preparing to just play more coverage and slow down these receivers. 
And and I don't know. I, I feel like you're right. Running the ball would absolutely help Shadur. I also feel like it's almost a game flow situation where, um, again, I don't know. Maybe it's impossible, though, to your point, if the receivers aren't open. But, like, some games you can get away with what he's been so good at this year, holding the ball, extending the play, and just finding a way to yep. make some magic happen. Uh, but at a certain point this game, you had to realize it was just not that game, and you you yeah. you you, you got to get that ball out. Even though, I don't know, what are you going to do? Oregon just clearly better than Colorado. Well, well, as they should be, that, as they should to, be right now. I mean, they haven't been recruiting that. for years. Yeah, and to defend Sanders a little bit on that, like I think, yeah, like there's multiple times where I'm just like yelling at the team, like throw the ball away, throw the ball away, throw the ball. But I think in the part of his mind too is he understand he understood that we're not going to be able to move the ball methodically down the field. That yeah. wasn't going to happen. True. I need to create splash plays. I need to create explosive yeah. plays, and I need to give my receivers as much time as I can give them to be able to get open down the field. So I'm going to kind of sit back here and try to see if I could be a magician with the football. And it just wasn't his day. I mean, that defense was, was all over him from, from the very first possession. It just, it wasn't going to happen. And like you alluded to T Bob, like I don't think anyone in their right mind expected Colorado to win that football game. There's people like myself that was hoping that they could make it interesting um, and make it maybe somewhat competitive for at least a half. We did, we happen. did, we did bet Colorado plus twenty one. Yeah. Full disclosure, yeah. we had a good day yesterday, but that we was. Did, but that's that also was, why I bet the under 70, 70 and a half just to make sure. I Aaron's unders were on last. fire yesterday. Three for three. I was seven for yesterday. I was seven, seven three yesterday. Three. Let's go, bro. Mm. I haven't checked my record yet. Um, I'll be taking your ten percent bookie fee. Uh, shout out DraftKings. Um, all right, so that's Oregon. The other biggest game, the other best game of the day, got it started at 11 a.m. slate with an absolute battle in Death Valley. We reacted to it live on snaps yesterday. Florida State finding a way to win in overtime yesterday against Clemson. Um, Aaron, it's the classic kind of uh, sports question in these scenarios. Was yesterday to you, uh, more of a statement of FSU being on the rise or Clemson on the decline? I would say FSU on the rise because I was pretty happy with Clemson. I like, agree. That was a, well said. That was, a, that was a good football game, and I thought Clemson impressed me in ways that I don't think those, these words would ever come out of my mouth this year, that Cade Klubnick looked efficient throwing the football, mm. that the offensive line looked more physical. Um like they they were the more physical team and and they they were multiple times should have pulled away and won that football game. Clemson should have won. They didn't. They didn't take advantage of momentum at certain times of the game. Should have won. Should have won is strong. That's a strong. I don't. I don't think I can give it a should have won. They, they did not take advantage of moments where they could have created an opportunity to really extend the lead. Yes, and, and, and maybe it's a mixture of them not taking advantage and then Florida State, who you know, let's not forget, like they were making down by great 10. plays. Well, they were down by 10 to LSU. Like this team finds a way to make mm -hmm. plays in big True. time moments. And they did it versus Clemson. Like driving down the field, Jordan Travis getting the fourth and one uh, yep. to stay up and get the first down, then drive down the field, score a touchdown. The the strip sack fumble. Like those were two moments where if he doesn't get the first down, Clemson has a chance to really extend the lead before halftime. If they don't get the strip sack fumble, Clemson's driving to take a two score lead. I mean, like, that felt like the little game moments, right there. If Clemson yes. scores right there, that felt like that was going to be it. It's over. It's completely over. And, and Clemson just, uh, was the more dominant team. They rushed for 146 yards. Florida State rushed for 22. Um, they got three sacks uh, to two. So, like, like, they, to me, 
looked more like the 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 Clemson team that we've seen in years past because of the efficiency of running the football and club like be able to get the balls to his receivers. But uh, I, I give Florida, I give to me, I give Florida State more credit in the sense of you went on the road in one of the most hostile environments in your conference against yeah. a quality opponent that that had their best game of the season. You mm-hmm. didn't have the best first half, but yet you still found a way to win. And that resilience to me is something that's a mark of a champion. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like the part that I can't escape here is uh, the Death Valley aspect. That stadium was loud. It yep. was intimidating. You could feel uh, the kind of desperate hunger out of Clemson fans needing a big moment after a couple of years of just being shit on by all the national media and guys like us and all the Aaron Murray's out here saying we're going to fall out of the rankings. You know, and then they were, they were right on the edge of taking it all back and to stare down that beast. If you're FSU and find a way to win, when Clemson's playing like Clemson, I give that a ton of credit. Uh, One thing I need from Florida state, Aaron, they got to be better on a play-to-play basis. Uh, they are great in the biggest. And, and this is a good, this is not a bad trait because like I would rather a team need to figure out how to be better on first and second down than need to figure out how to be good on third down. Like this team is great when it matters, which is a trait yeah. that is arguably more valuable. But if they but they're not gonna win a championship unless yeah. they can have more play-to-play success, like just way too much third and long. It's just yeah. every single time they're looking at third and 10, third and nine, third and eight. They got it. And, and that's what Colin told us. Remember, that's exactly what Colin told us on uh, Friday's gambling show. And so uh, that's that's what I need to see out of Florida State right now. But I love Jordan Travis, Keon Coleman, a lot of talk. He had shut down against Boston College. He goes back five catches, 86 yards, two tuds, including the massive one where it's just a one-on-one. Okay, my guy's better than yours. Go and get it yeah. to end Oof. the game. So, um and and for Florida State, what a great symbolic win. I keep talking about breaking the wheel, right? Because uh, what I mean by that is like these past five-year decade, it's pretty much just become, you know, okay, we're going to play a football season and Clemson will be ACC champs at the end. And we'll, we'll determine whether or not like their resume was good enough to get them in the play. Like yeah. finally now uh, Florida State has said, no, no, not so bad. We are the AC favorite. We are reclaiming what used to be ours because pre-Clemson, it was Florida State like that yeah. for, for underbound where every single year is, okay, we're going to play and, and, and Florida State was. So um, massive win for the Knowles fans. If you're a Seminole fan, I hope, I hope you really enjoyed uh, yesterday. And I don't know, Aaron, should FSU be number one in the country? I mean, they have the objective. I mean, they have the best two wins of the year. They have the two. Yes, they have the best two wins. I mean, if we were doing this on a purely, say, the rankings were coming out for the first time on week five, and we're doing it only on the sense of of what teams have done to the first four weeks of the season, yeah, Florida State should probably be the best, number one team in the country. So yes, they but should. Georgia beat UAB. Did you see Carson Beck? Dude, <laughs> I don't know why you was. Uh, why do you move Michigan out of it, asshole? Why do you bring them up? I would no. I would. I would. I would jump. I would jump. I, I my snaps top ten. I'm going to stump for Florida State to be right, over well, both Georgia are we and put Michigan. Florida State, are, okay, let's put them there this week. They deserve it. I ain't gonna be mad about it. Okay, I'm with you. You're not. You're not gonna have any of your friends come bark at me while I'm hanging I, out with I my daughter. Well, <laughs> yeah, I probably will. <laughs> you're a big boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, I'm sorry. It's early. All right. Hey, that's going to do it 
for today's show. Huge shout out to Ryan Brumley, Chris Tran, Adam Gracia, Danny Cardenas, Pat Gunther, uh, Christian Hunter, everybody waking up with us here this morning. Um, YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. If you're watching on YouTube, remember you comment on the videos. We'll maybe pick it out for the show. But also, please, the road to 6K continues. Help us to get there. Uh, step by step, we're going to build this thing, and we love doing it, and uh, we hope you do as well. Uh, or you can just Google Snaps Podcast, rate it, review it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll be back live on YouTube on Monday. We're hitting on all the stories from the weekend. Um, Aaron, what are you going to do on this Sunday? What do you got going on? <sighs> I don't know. I woke up at 4.30 to catch the 6 a.m. flight back from Gainesville, Oof. so hopefully nap at some point would be nice. Nice, nice. I got to go. Watch the Saints. <sighs> Who are the Saints the got pink, The Pink Pandas play at 1 p.m. every Sunday. My daughter's soccer team. So... I'll be watching soccer right in the heart of the NFL Not slate. Saints versus <laughs> Packers. Yeah, I'll be watching soccer. And actually, no, I'll, I'll record it. And I actually, don't mind this. I record it and I just rewind it, and then I skip all the commercials. It's it's not there bad. You know, hey, massive thank you. I hope everybody has a wonderful Sunday, and we'll see you Monday for some more snaps. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until four, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.